Uh, so how do I know if my teenager is mentally ill, right? So um, they use, you start seeing physical um, changes, right? So weight loss or appetite changes. So they're not eating uh, what they would regularly eat, right? Chicken nugget, french fries, you know, one of the main things that they all eat, right? Skipping meals, you're calling them down to eat and they're saying, oh, I already ate or, oh, I'm not hungry, right? So you're hearing these, you know, excuses almost every night of why they're not ready to eat, right? Or the opposite, hoarding food, right? So I'm going to tell you guys a secret hiding place in the ceiling. Check in the ceiling because sometimes these kids are hoarding junk food and uh, we never think about looking in the drop ceiling, right? Or under the mattress or inside the pillow or in the sock drawer, um, where all those hitting snacks, snacks are. Uh, and rapid changes in weight can be a sign of an eating disorder. So if there's all of a sudden, you know, you start seeing physical changes with your child, you know, food is becoming an issue where it wasn't before. Uh, these are things we might want to start looking at, all right? Um, extreme moodiness. And depression is often characterized by weight changes as well. And we're going to start concentrating on some of the symptoms of depression in a moment. All right, so extreme moodiness, excessive anger. So in some households, some kids, I mean, they're allowed to yell at their parents when they're upset or they, you know, express themselves. And that's some cultures. And in other cultures, children aren't allowed to express themselves, right? So in that setting, if your child changes, they go from expressing themselves vividly and to all of a sudden, you know, not wanting to respond to even go clean your room or you're grounded, that's something to look at, right? There could be some signs of depression, okay? Or the opposite, right? Your child's never really talked back. Your child's never really been disrespectful to mom or dad, right? Or either parent, right? And all of a sudden, it's the every other curse word, coming out of their mouth and that I hate you. You know, don't you hate that at the end when they say, I hate you, right? So when these things start coming out, that's something to look at, right? Um, unexpected weeping, right? So those of us who've had daughters and even some sons, but, you know, we, we notice that they're crying in their room a lot, right? And they're upset about certain things. Any little thing happened, oh, my God, I missed the store and start bawling uh, things like that. I missed a phone call. Oh my goodness. I didn't see this text and start crying. Uh, so, so things like that. So when you're seeing unexpected weeping and you're looking like, I'm sorry, you missed a phone call and you're crying for that. All right. So, uh, high levels of irrita irritability can be a sign of mental illness as well. So if you start noticing that the kids are becoming more irritable, like, you know, even with each other, each other, right. Right. When uh, the kids start fighting with each other more, um, these are signs that there could be a mental illness going on. So in America, one point three million adults, 18 and older, commit suicide in one year with one point million making plans to commit suicide. Right. So what was looked over is the fact that the people that already committed suicide, they initially had a plan. And we're going to look at that more often. And usually, like I said, if there is a high alert of suicide, you know, as a counselor or counselors, a therapist, a psychiatrist, 
you're going to start asking questions. And one of the questions they're going to ask is, do you have a plan? Because usually people will tell you if they do, right? I'm going to go ahead and get this uh, belt and, you know, do something with it. Or, you know, they'll let you know their plan, right? So in that case, what do you do? All right. So you're going to call 911. You're going to call emergency services. You're going to get some help immediately, right? So it's very important to start taking these things seriously, especially when the teens are saying things or if their emotions are so high that they can't control their anger, right? So it's important that we start working with our teens. All right. So uh, looking at younger teenagers, suicide is a third leading cause of death in individuals age from 10 to 14, right? So we are we seeing some of these things online. I think recently there was a young man who took his own life um, because he was being picked on in school. People were sending nasty texts to him. They were talking about him. I mean, the bullies, yes, they're expand, uh, suspending the bullies, but, it, you know, sometimes they get to him a little bit too late, right? And so this is very important to be looking at what's going on in schools, looking at the friends that we're hanging out with, right? Looking at what's happening, right? Their reactions, right? We have, we have to start paying more attention to what's happening with our children because, again, the reason why the counselor exists right now is because we're losing too many of our children, right? They're going. These graves are filling out, um, and it's starting at 18, right? So we want to start working on how we can make these changes, right? How can we start noticing what happens, right? So parents, we need you guys to start paying more attention to what's happening at home as well. All right, males and females are known to have different suicidal tendencies. So we'll even notice that males will be, you know, their intentions or their thoughts are different, you know, when it comes to suicide than females, right? So these are things we're going to look into more as well, like self-harm, Things like that. All right. So just pop quiz. What percentage of teens have depression? So we took a poll. Uh, about 20% of all teens experience depression before they reach adulthood. Between 10 to 15% suffer from symptoms at any time. Right? So some of these children, and that's a high number, and that's especially for uh, the country, these are statistics, uh, nationwide statistics. And that's a high number that these people are, or these young people are experiencing this degree of depression where they're feeling like they want to take their own lives. All right, so I want to pause and say that if you or someone you know is feeling um, in any kind of way that you feel like you know some of these symptoms are happening to your child or even yourself or one of your friends, I want you to give us a call. The number is on, on the bottom of the screen. Uh, you can email us at promo at thecounselor.live or you can slide up in my DMs. So symptoms of teen depression. What are some of the common symptoms of depression in adolescence? So we're thinking feelings of sadness. So that's one of the, the main ones. You're going to notice their, again, physical presence, right? Uh, so that could include crying spells, like just crying for no reason. Um, frustration, 
Um, they're frustrated with their homework. They're frustrated with you asking them to take out the trash. They are frustrated because they have to go to bed for school. I mean, these sides, like when it becomes feelings of anger, like over small. All right, and good afternoon, and welcome to The Counselor. I am your host, Sheldon Stovall. Uh, Today, we are going to continue on with our weekly discussions. I'm glad that you guys are starting to see that we're on every day at 10 o'clock. I will be on the comment section live. So if you would like to talk to me live, or you would like to talk to anybody in our staff, The Counseling Network, All you need to do is text in, or you can give us a call. Uh, The number is scrolling down on the screen. Or you can email me at promo at thecounselor.live, or you can slide up in my DMs. All right, so today we are going to be talking about tax time trauma. And, of course, I am the counselor, and we deal with trauma on a regular basis, right? Uh, a lot of people mention that famous four-letter uh, phrase, PTSD. I have PTSD from that. Well, guess what? Doing taxes, filing taxes, working in this industry, uh, including myself, I did. I was a tax preparer for many years. Um, this is a huge time of stress for everyone. And as we said um, in the beginning of this series, you know, 2021 and 2020 with the COVID debacle was terrible. It was hard and it was extremely stressful. So the counselors here in 2022, and we're going to start working on uh, minimizing your stress. All right. It's tax time. So how to cope with tax time stress? So we think about it in many different ways. Um, Money and stress is a big thing, right, in our community. Money is a major source of stress on many of us. And what tax season does is shine a great big spotlight on the issue. I don't know if you ever talked to any business owners or if you're a business owner yourself, Um, or if you're just like me that makes way too much money and you have to pay it all back, uh, in taxes at the end of the year and they, and you owe the government, um, basically what happens is that becomes very stressful for us. So not only do we have to find an available accountant to do our, our work for us, file our taxes if we don't have someone, uh, but we do have to uh, work with whatever new preparer we have, or if we don't have a preparer, we have to wait. And most of us, I'll say by myself, I like to file on April 13th, okay? The closest I can to the end because guess what? I got to pay anyway. All right. But uh, this is not just for people like me. I want to also talk about the tax time with the young teenage moms, right? This is, I've been noticing this throughout the years that you guys are really uh, stressed out when it comes to having to deal with money, especially single moms, right? So you can't always get, you know, the $3,000 you need to fix that transmission or the baby needs a new bed. The baby needs a bigger bed, right? The baby needs some new clothes. He's growing up out of all his clothes. She needs um, some more hair supplies, 
right? So it's a constant thing about stress. So when tax time comes, right, and you get that whopping bling bling, right, cash flow money, right, all of a sudden, you know, everybody's at the club, you're going getting hair shopping. And so what I want you to do is put the brakes on. Wait a minute. Take a break for a second. Before you decide to spend a dollar of that this year, I want you to think about what we just went through for the last two years. This is not a time for everybody to be running out. As soon as you get that tax check, some of y'all be out the door in a line, calling your phone starting at 1159 to see if the money's been deposited and it's, it's already spent in your head. Now, how is that going to help you in the next three months? I'm going to tell you, money goes really fast, especially if you're an all-American person like me who likes food fresh from the grocery store, who likes to go buy Kohl's brand new, right? Who likes to have newer cars? Or if you like to have um, new clothes and new, new gold and jewelry, up-to-date phone, hint, hint, I-13, you know, all these things, they cost money. But if you're going throughout the year and you're pulling it together and then all of a sudden you get paid on what, March 1st, I think they start paying out the first through the sixth, right? And then all of a sudden you got that 12000 or that 15000 or that nine or even 7000 all right, already, what do you want to do? You want to get your hair done. You want to get your nails done, right? If you don't have a car, you go into the dealership, you're going to sign for whatever car you can get, right? I want you to stop. Take a minute to stop, all right? And I'm going to tell you why. All right, so uh, a 2004 survey sponsored by the uh, American Psychology Association found that nearly three-quarters of Americans cited money as a significant source of stress. Money is also consistently among the top causes of marital contention or drama, right? Um, um, And guess what? It's very difficult, especially you spouses or even unmarried couples living together, getting ready to handle stress or taxes, Somehow that just worked out right. Okay, so what we're going to do is we're going to work on some ways to deal with it. But first, we have to do is identify what it is, right? So my next thing I want to talk about is the emotional toll um, of, of doing taxes. So often one partner in a marriage or in a couple situation is a spender who avoids any discussions of money. All right, who are they talking to right now? All right, the big word, spender, okay? Again, sometimes people get that debit card, and it's just like this, it's an unlimited limit. I mean, I, even though it's black doesn't mean it's the uh, the unlimited uh, American Express card, okay? You just can't keep swiping that thing and swiping that thing and not know where the money's coming from, number one, and how you're going to replace it, number two. And so a spender is someone who's not thinking but moves on impulsivity. So then when you see these stacks and stacks of receipts, all right, that now if, you know, if you're like myself, like I'm not doing it anymore. I used to do it a while ago. You know, you hand it to somebody else. That's why, that's why you pay them because they'll take their time and go through all those receipts and they'll do your checks and balances and tell you exactly what you've been doing. You've been overspending, right? 
or under or, or 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 not writing things down or not keeping an accurate balance. How is that responsible? How is that even being in a uh, a wonderful relationship? All right, which which I which what I'm bringing up is called marital marital contention. Right, so you guys start beefing or arguing because, honey, you spent over ten thousand dollars last month, and we're looking around. Nothing's different. Oh, there's a new pair of shoes in the closet. Oh, you know, you you don't even tell their your spouse anymore, or vice versa with the man. They bought some brand new golf clubs, didn't tell wifey that it was seven thousand dollars per club. Right, so there's situations that go on that start creating marital contention and that is because of the lack of communication number one and that person who's the spender right is being irresponsible now is anything wrong with having gucci and louis every week or 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 some type of beautiful jewelry or necklace no but if you don't go anywhere if you don't travel if you don't do things that require you to wear those type of shoes to an event, getting them to wear them to the mall or to the club one night, well, that's a little bit ridiculous. Just a little bit, right? You're wearing a $3,000 or 5,000 pair of shoes to a club. Think about that for a minute. You got a $10,000 Birkin bag that you're carrying around, notice they carry, you know, they carry them on their arm like that now. Carrying that most expensive bag, right? For what? Now, most people, if they're in an industry, for example, let's say you're a banker, you're someone who's up in the executive branch somewhere, VP of something. All right, so when you pull up in that parking lot, right, with your BMW, there's going to be another one in a different color right next to you. There's going to be another one because guess what? That's your environment that you're in. All right. I just want you guys to catch this for a second. Catch the tea. All right. But if you're living in a low income housing unit or living in an apartment downtown and you're paying an $800 car payment just so you can look good driving to Big Y and Walmart. There's something wrong. You're not thinking. You're not, you're a spender. You're not someone who's thinking or making good decisions. When you're requiring someone to spend, I don't know how much on you, and you don't even know where that money is coming from, but you just know what you want, you're the spender, and you're the one causing the stress at home, the emotional stress on your partner. All right. So um, what do we do about that? The results of uh, resentment at tax time when both partners must examine how their habits are affecting progress of their financial goals. This is the time I'm asking you, Spender, in particular, be quiet and listen when you start trying to def de defend your actions, defend your mistake, your error, your irresponsibility, that's when the contention begins, if you understand. You know good and well that there was no shopping budget, so you didn't think to ask for one. So you just would say, oh, you didn't tell me how much to spend. 
that's not being an, an intelligent and responsible adult, right? Or partner. So it's very important that when you're when you're moving towards, um, you know, getting past the tax season, when you want to, when we start learning how to alleviate distress, all right, going forward in 2022, I want you spenders to start thinking about what you're doing. There is not a limitless supply of money that's just falling through the bank onto that credit card that you're not paying. That's what I mean, a spender that you're not paying for. And yes, that's a privilege for some be- some people. You know, uh, a lot of strippers I've, I've met throughout my time as a counselor, um, you know, they used to tell me how much, like, dude, just give them their card, and they just went went to town. Didn't even care. They just swiped and swiped until the store told them no, and they never did it. That's irresponsible. All right, you're thinking that there's a limited, a, a limitless amount of money that someone is just going to hand on you based on what you look like or how you're performing in bed or or you just spending time with them. There's another terminology I'm going to mention, but I'm not going to say it right now. But that's not how things go. And that's part of the reason why stress occurs. All right. Um, some people end up dealing with anxiety. Their anxiety goes up. Right. Fear of the government also emerges at tax time. Some clients of financial, uh, some clients, um, you know, don't even want to, you know, bother with the details. They just want to get down to nitty gritty. How much do I owe? Right. So it's very stressful to owe the government. Because as we've noticed, you know, there's tax liens. If anybody's ever dealt with this, there's liens. I mean, the government, as we know, is going to get their money one way or the other. All right. So let's move on. Suggested stress relief tips. So to avoid last minute stress, file early and break up the job into little pieces. Okay, that's a problem for me because I don't want to, but I guess I'm listening now thinking about what I read earlier and it's kind of registering, yes, if I did file early, that means I know I need to pay taxes instead of me waiting to pay everything towards the beginning of this year, I need to save and make sure I have it for the next year. Sounds good. So start making some different decisions, make some different choices, right? Um, do your taxes while listening to music or whatever else makes you feel relaxed. So with music, when we're talking about coping scales, music always comes up. Music always relaxes me. Quite other people, quite a few people have admitted to that. Music just does something to your spirit where it gives you an opportunity to calm your nerves, kind of helps you kind of cope with your anxiety. So the author is suggesting that you start listening music. Music for filers with math anxiety, okay. Um, hire a preparer or use some type of tax software, right? They have plenty of them. Just type in tax filing for free, and everything. So every type of software that you have, what that they have is really easy. And once you sign in, for those of you who don't know how to do your taxes, once you sign in, okay. Each step tells you what to do. And so I, I notice how some people, you know, I mean, I, most people that go to an account, let's just keep it real today, okay, on the counselor show. Most people, if you're just working a regular part-time job or a full-time job and you don't have a house and you're a single man, 
or a single female, your taxes are very easy. You can actually pick up the phone and call them in in some states. You don't even have to answer many questions. You just call them in. They'll tell you right then what your tax return is. I notice a lot of people, oh, I got to find somebody to do my taxes. Okay, stop and think for a minute. It's not that difficult. It really isn't. And if you have a child or something like that, if the child's going to daycare, yes, you might need a little bit of assistance as far as how to file it. But if you just follow directions, it says, do you have a child? You hit yes. I'm talking about this free tax filing software. Do you have a child? You hit yes. And then you just follow what it says. Very simple. So some of you guys going there paying for these taxes, paying $400 to get it on the day. Did you file rapid refund and all that? I mean, that's eight, seven, eight hundred dollars that you can be using spender on something else. Right. So we're trying to think, how do we reduce this stress? All right. Um, so. So math anxiety might be. So if you can't do your own taxes, find somebody else to help you. Um Factious couples uh, should strategize on ways uh, to avoid chronic money fights. Now, how many couples do you know across the board fight over money? I mean, that is the worst, most idiotic argument. I just hate it. I hate arguing over money. It is ridiculous. When we, before we met each other, I handled my own bills and you handed your own bills. Continue that. It's all about continuate communication. If you want to join your bills together, then sit down corporately, meaning your household, and sit down together once a month and go over your monthly bills and budget together. Many of you are falling into these issues with these spenders, okay, because you guys aren't taking the time to sit down together. She doesn't know that you're paying $4,000 in child support a month or per quarter. She doesn't know that if you don't tell her, right, or he doesn't know. Right. That person doesn't know you might be paying your mom's medical bills. You might be assisting uh, a charity. You might be helping out uh, at a food pantry by donating cash every month. I mean, people do things out of the goodness of their heart. And sometimes when you meet a giver or someone who does help people, um, yes, that person is not just giving to you. All right, so Spender, you have to start recognizing that and reducing the stress and discontinue the money arguments. It's not worth balding at the top. That's why I still have all my hair because I don't argue about money. I handle my own money. You handle your own money. No, you're not combining your money with me. It'll never happen. <laughs> all right. For example, try communicating financial information through notes or other modes that won't carry on like an, a, a more of an accusatory tone. So, yes, again, sometimes the spenders, you know, feel accused. You know, you didn't tell me that I had a budget. You never said that. I mean, who hands someone an unlimited amount of money, whether it's on a card or or if they have a, a safe in the house, and they say you can go get some money whenever you need it. If you go get it, go replace it. Just don't go get it. How do you think it got there? Did you put it there? So again, I want you spenders to start thinking, you know, because around this time, this is when the most time, this is the time where couples do break up 
Okay, their relationship is over, and you don't even know what happened, and you you don't even know why it happened. A lot of it has to do with money and miscommunication and over consumption. All right, all right. Then we have um, channeling tax time stress into a resolution to track your finances more carefully. Better money management is the best way to avoid unpleasant surprises every year. So again, when you're managing your money correctly, when you're sitting down and guys just try this and I'm not trying to make this a guy and girl thing because this goes both ways. And I think you guys should know that by now as we're getting more comfortable with each other. All right. I'm not biased either one. What I'm saying is start sitting down and having a conversation. You don't need to go to Louis Vuitton, Louis Vuitton, and buy a $4,000 pair of shoes if you work at Walmart and you don't go anywhere but to the park once a week. Okay, take that $4,000 and maybe invest in something else. Do something else with your time. Try to figure, I, there was this new thing that just came out that I really love. I'm not sure when it came out, actually, but they have, you know, they have the, you know, it's like the Uber, but it's like you can go walk dogs for people. Um, but they also, you know, it's so beautiful. It's like, you know, someone, you know, you sign up to the network. I can't remember the name right now. It's an app. And you sign up and you can actually go and walk dogs with people. If you're a dog lover and you like walking dogs, you get to meet the cutest, most lovable dogs. People are so excited that you're coming and it's usually like the elderly. You know, you go to the house, you're knocking the door, hi, they know you're there or they'll meet you downstairs and you go walk their dog. Right? It's sweet. There's something else to do with your time. Time consumption is is really important, especially in life. You got to start doing some things with your time. And a lot of you guys, you miss the mark. Every year, you just start spending it. It's okay. Have you ever been to a strip club after it's over? I have only because I got a few friends in high places. Okay, the entire floor, the entire floor is filled with money, mostly dollar bills. But the entire floor is filled with money. Okay? And they take that money and they put it in bags. All right. And then the money is counted and separated and split up and all that. All right. Think about your money when you're out there just taking it and spending it. And for all you baby mamas that are single, you know, and and, and doing this on your own and you're working hard. This is a good time for you because they have what they call the child tax care tax credit. All right. Take advantage of that. All right. Get if you're not working, put a goal up there for yourself. You need to get up and go get a job for 2022 somewhere. McDonald's now paying $15 an hour. All these other places, $15 an hour is a lot. It's a lot of money. It's It makes some money for your paycheck. It's enough for you to survive. And when I say a lot of money, I'm saying for a single mother that has to go pick up their kids, you don't have to work part-time. So, yes, a few hours that you're working, it will pay off. Not when I was starting and my first job, minimum wage was four twenty-five. That's four dollars and twenty-five cents. Yes, I'm still laughing inside. Yes, and I actually worked a whole week to get that little bit of money that I got when I was like what seventeen. I was like, I'm not doing this. This is not going to work for me. But now, fifteen dollars an hour. 
that's a lot of money for some people that never made it. And think about those of you who uh, received the uh, the PUA and the government benefits that you did, the extra $300, $600 last year. Some, of you, some people tell me, they said, that's the most money I've ever seen in my life. I've never had that much money per week. All right? So you got a chance to see something. So get up. Do something with your time. And I'm talking to you single ladies. I'm talking to you single guys. Right. So that way you'll be able to file some taxes, get a tax return, because it's also a year to see your accomplishment. You actually see financially how much you made for the whole year. All right. So it's really good. All right. So avoiding stress. All right. We're working with we're talking about how to cope with stress during tax time. All right. So another point that I wanted to bring up um, are the accountants, the accountants, they tally up the stress. So um, there are people that will actually take the time to do the work for you so you don't have to do it yourself because the stress of, of tax season contributes to a high amount of burnout rates, which is my fourth point, burnout rates. All right, especially among accountants working in high-power big firms. All right, that doesn't apply for many of us, but yes, it's really stressful at this time. Uh, so remember, we have to work on how are we going to start dealing with stress. Take it easy during tax season. All right, reduce your stress. Go to the gym, work out, take a walk. Uh, many of us like walking through parks, you know, during the day, not at night. But take a walk through the park, you know, breathe the fresh air. All right. That's why it's out there. You can live. You can breathe. All right. So do something to start uh, reducing the stress. All right. Make goals. Set goals. So for this year, we're going to go out to dinner less. Uh Uh-oh. All right. I was what? I didn't start learning. I went and learned how to cook when I was 26 years old. All right, because once I turned 18 and I moved out of my mom's house, I was an adult. I didn't really have to go grocery shopping. I just went out every day. I did the math. I did the budget. I kept myself on a budget. I ordered out um, breakfast, lunch, and dinner. Okay, and if I was dating, I ordered two plates. (laughs) Okay, because it's expensive. But when I started ordering, when I go to this restaurant, I'm ordering the filet here. And, oh, I like their lobster salad there. Or I like your Durango steak and shrimp here. Or I like the uh, spaghetti and meatballs at the Olive Garden or one of these other places. I started saying, you know what? I mean, I'm literally eating some of the same things every, every day at the same restaurants. So that's when I started thinking. I said, okay, let me go back and think this again. And so then I've looked and found some cooking classes that they have when I lived in Connecticut at the time. And I signed up and I took cooking classes. And guess what? I started learning how to cook, prepare my own foods. I started learning about temperatures. I got interested in that. And now you can't tell me anything about my cooking. All right. And when I do go out, guess what? I'm not ordering the filet and and the rock lobster and all these things. I order something that I don't know how to cook. And it makes my experience so much better. All right. So start learning how to reduce that stress, reduce the amount of money you're spending, reducing things. When you're reducing your stress and learning how to cope, things work out better for you. All right. So just want to mention a few more things and I'll be out of your way. 
Uh, don't skip breakfast or work through lunch just because you're very busy. You'll get fatigued or starved out and end up filling, filling the void with junk food. All right. So eat important foods, right? Don't use food to relieve your stress. Big problem. Many people, and we're going to be talking about the eating disorders, I think, next week. That's a big problem. There's an issue when people are turning to food to relieve their stress. And it's interesting because when we do, like, talk in our conferences, when I do meet other, with other counselors, we talk about that, right? People, we, we, substance abuse is mentioned the most, but it's probably not the worst thing out there. Overeating is huge, Right. It's a huge thing. Or under eating is just as dangerous. So don't use food to relieve your stress. Try stretching. And we're going to do some stretching exercises. Deep breathing. That is what we're known for as counselors. Deep breathing exercises, learning how to use alternate way, alternate ways to cope or finding ways to cope. And um, a little bit of exercise. And we always, as, in, as, as therapists and counselors, encourage everyone, take the time to care for yourself. Because if you don't care about yourself, nobody will. Hey guys, my name is Sheldon Stovall and I am The Counselor. So we'll let you know my books have just arrived. Where is the storehouse? Fresh, right off the press. And I want to give a shout out to my boys at Arrow Studios for making all this possible, The Counselor. Um, if you want your pre-ordered copy for my book signing February 10th, we want you to order today. Uh, you can contact me at The Counselor. Uh, dot live. Um, our phone number is just on our website, or you can go order online www.amazon.com. But more importantly, you can get your per your own personal autograph copy from me, Sheldon Stovall, and uh, we'll see you soon. So order today.